bit of confusion here as we start the episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, hey, by the way, nothing new for us. Let's not pretend confusion is a, a new thing here at the Hollows Podcast. We had a conversation of what we're going to do, and then it just became not that. We but, practically yeah. uh, wrote 100%. the book on confusion on our end. Uh, fun question to get things kicked off. Andrew, do you want to let us know what it is? Not to like put you on the spot, but... No, it's fine. I should be ready. It's supposed to be right. casual, remember? Yeah, yeah, it's it right. is it's casual. very casual. Yeah, but, so this is a ranking, <laughs> one through five, one being the most likely. Which player is most likely to go to your birthday party if you invited them? Either it's, over text, it, over a phone call. Is this assuming like we're friends with them or like we're on the same team as them? On the same team as them. Okay. On the same team. Okay. Yeah. So you're oh, this really? player's teammate and you're about to partake in the journey of asking them to go to your birthday party. I was about yeah. to say, he's not coming to it. So you really just crushed and my it, dreams that they could actually just show up to my beginning <laughs> party. as like me, Connor, me if me you legitimately <laughs> thought a Liverpool player would show up to your birthday party, we need to talk more after the podcast. <laughs> I don't. I hope that wasn't a dream that Hopes got crushed. Dreams, and for as a disclaimer, Jalen and Connor and I, we do not have this list of players. This is going to be five names yeah, that have surprised I, us. Andrew put it came up the list, so f- feel free to rank them yourself as well. But this will be we're on the spot on this one. Yeah, I'll just I'll read them out loud and then one being the most likely, five being the least likely. Yes, gotcha. All right, the list I have here: I have Bernardo Silva, Harry Maguire, Karo Matuma, Dan Byrne. Matoma, sorry, pronounce his name. Wrong. That's okay, I got it. I did not. I, no, I had no like, clue. Who Karuma that Tumi. <laughs> Karuma Matuma. Karuma Matata. Uh, Karuma Matata. Oh my god. I'm like, isn't that the little pig fellow from Lion King? Um, Matoma. Uh, that's what it was. Dan Byrne, and then Louis Diaz. So Louis Diaz, Dan Byrne, Matoma, Maguire, and Silva. Silva. Bernardo Silva. Yeah, I think number one. Who's gonna come? Yeah, who's, who's gonna, gonna come? Number, number, number one has to be Bernardo Silva. I would agree a hundred thousand percent. He's showing up. I I'd think, say I'd say Matoma. Here's how I would look at it, right? Like Matoma. I am occasionally difficult to get out of my apartment. Like if there's a friend having a party, even if I love them, it's still sometimes hard for me to like. If you're asking someone to go to a party and they show up, I think like that for me would be really touching. So I'm picking the nicest play who I think would be like the best friend of this group, you know, not necessarily the guy who I think parties the hardest. I think it'd be somebody who I'm like, Oh, it would really make me feel happy if amidst everybody, I saw your face come through the door. Bernardo Silva's definitely on. Pretty sure he's like the city glue guy. He yeah. Like them all together. Okay. And, then, yeah, I guess I'll continue. And Pap is always like, if we lose Bernardo, I will end my life. Like that's pretty much as always his messages. We tried so hard to get him and I'm so glad he stayed because our team isn't the same without him. So, uh, is it universally Bernardo? Does anybody I don't know? I said I said Matoma. Matoma is a mean, good we pick could do too. Different now. Yeah, yeah, oh, we yeah. could do different. Yeah. So for we number one, who's agree. everyone's number one? Matoma, oh, I think, for the same reason of kindness. Like I think he's probably just a I very. Think, I think Matoma's the most kind, and he's the smallest. What is name. what is this perception? Yeah. Is it just because he's a quiet guy? It's just because he's not. Yeah, he's might, not as big as a name as the rest. Definitely would bring a gift. Yeah, which is a plus. yeah, Wait. that's true. Yeah, <laughs> why are we just assuming? I don't know. I'm just saying, uh, this is a based off assumption. You plus, know what I mean? Like, plus, I was back to Bernardo Silva. He's somebody I could, you know, when like you, one of your friends visits from home, and it's you and your friend from home, and then all of your like local friends, and sometimes you get kind of nervous how they'd mix. Like, oh, are my friends from home going to be weird with my new friends? Like, oh, I think yeah. Bernardo, you could just hawk right in the mix. Think? You forget he's even there. I, I mean, he has a track record of saying things that mean something else, <laughs> mean something else in yeah, the public's eye. True, but I think, but that just means the banter is just so high yeah. behind glo- closed doors. Yeah. People will be like, dude, who is your friend? You brought that guy was a riot and you're like oh bernardo Silva. yeah that's all right i guess we should all just pick one that pick way one. we have an order yeah okay so who's, who's last I'll go, I'll go bernardo Silva. i'm going bernardo Silva for my number i'm one. gonna go matoma 
go Matoma for the number sake. I'd also go Bernardo, but um, yeah, who would who? Would oh, the, I was saying like we all agree on the same one, but I guess. Uh, so if you're gonna go Matoma, so therefore I'm left no choice. No, no, I thought we <laughs> were. Got no, so I'll, I'll go. I'll go Matoma with you because I had Matoma. Okay, first, so we're yeah. split. Okay. We're, yeah, split. Yeah, we're split. So two Matomas and two Bernardos. Yeah. So right. that sounds like a really fun. You gotta party. give me the other three. I Even know, we have Harry Maguire, Matoma, Dan Byrne, Louis Diaz. I guess Matoma will be second. No, uh, my my two's Louis, my, my two's Louis Diaz. I I think the only guy on that list who would not go is Harry Maguire. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, my last place is Harry Maguire. Yeah, so number Maguire. five is Harry Maguire. Frankly, because I don't want him there. I but I, I I have I, yeah I have I have a feeling that he's, he's not coming because I'm not inviting him. Yeah, I think he's a player who I've seen over the last three years watches form dip and his ego go, get bigger. Dude, I agree. That's <laughs> so true. Oh yeah, he yeah. would open, he would open I the agree. invite and be like. Yeah, no, no I'm not going. You know, you know what? I'm doing a cheeky turnaround for two. I'm going Dan Burn. I'm going Dan Burn for Dude, two. Dude, he does funny like dances. He yeah, does, like, he's, he's, not, he's a down. Dances. He's a down to earth guy. Yeah, party, party he, entertainment. He would be a great. <laughs> Plus, he can definitely handle his alcohol because he's 18 feet tall. Like, I'd like to think he can maybe put a few back and still handle himself. But McGuire, I totally get that. Like, kind of pratty. Like he's number five. No, who else is going to be there? Is is Van Dyke yeah. going to be there? Then yeah, I'm not going. You know, he's is. someone that looks for the next best thing. So like, you'll tell him, and he'll be like, "Yeah, I see if I can make it." Yeah, he just doesn't yeah, show yeah, up, yeah. Doesn't say yeah. anything. Yeah, no, for sure. Wire's dead last. He's rock bottom. And a guy that loves to party by all accounts too, maybe a little bit too much at times. You know, remember when you the whole thing when he was got some shit yeah, happened at a do? bar. I'm not even going to try to like when he speculate. Was like abroad, right? Yeah, he got, it was insane. He so got I, mugged. That, I don't think that was his fault. Or like someone like <laughs> no, someone, he said some shit. I think he someone did, called he, him like yeah, slab hat. Oh, they didn't just start mugging yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he got was, mugged. I heard it was people in a no, bar they, yelling they, shit at him. They jumped. They like he kind of got like jumped. I think because he was like talking shit. Yeah. He's got to understand that that's just going to come. I could also be totally wrong here, but I'm pretty no, sure. I, yeah, I think that he, he got mugged. We could just say that he like tossed out a world leader. He probably headbutted. <laughs> he probably headbutted every single one. I heard it was the people at the bar were yelling "slab" at him. This is literally what I heard. It was that he was being taunted, <laughs> and he was with some family members, and then like they kind of got brought into it, and then he just they had to like drag his ass out of there, and then he was in like a Mykonos prison for a couple nights. And yeah. there's no way he's in there for a couple. He's probably in there for one three. night. It was two hours. Oh. Mykonos brawl. He's, yeah, he, yeah slept, brawl. he slept off the booze, and then they just let him walk out. He just opened the door and walked out the front door. Oh, my God. He punched an officer. Really? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, see, sorry. I'm not trying to bring the energy to my party. This says England International was arrested after being accused of punching an officer in a brawl, which broke out after his sister, Daisy, was stabbed. Oh, okay, okay. so it makes sense. But imagine you have a party, right, and it's going it's well. Crazy. The cops show up. The cops no, show up, it. and you're like, "Oh, it's all good, officer. We'll quiet down." And McGuire just runs from the back and punches him in the face. And Superman. you're like, "Harry, they were just about to leave, and now, now look at this quandary we're in." Either way, I feel like he's someone that would start a fight at your party. So I don't want him there. Yeah, potentially with that, the host. Nothing to do with this grease incident, yeah. sister. I just feel like he's the type of guy to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get belligerent drunk, throw up in the pool, and then yeah. like, no one can use the pool. So we <laughs> have at least Bernardo and Matoma as first and second. That's split. Burn, I think, is a close third. I'm not, right? I'm not second for Matoma. Oh, you're Louis Diaz. Oh, Louis yeah. Diaz. I'm Louis Diaz for, sec- for second. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go Louis Diaz second for me. Then I'm going Bernie. <laughs> Louis Diaz Bernie. would be like four, would be fourth for me, and that's not for the same reasons that Maguire, I don't think, would go. I just don't think a party is really Diaz's thing. I think he would be like, Tristan, I, you're a great teammate, a great friend. I have no interest of going. Like, I'm going to just do my own thing, and then you can tell me about it on Monday, and it'll be great. And I'll be like, yeah, that's probably a better idea anyway. But Byrne and Matoma, I better see your asses at my party. I feel like Dan Byrne would be a riot to have. I yeah. think I'd want him at my party. 
The he, most. He might you actually be like a good sleeper number one pick. So, wait, so, so is he your number one? <laughs> what is that Maybe statement? we all should have picked the We should not try to find a consensus. I'm saying I think out of everyone that would go, who would go the most? I, would, oh, I think I oh, think Matoma oh. would go, but I think I'd want, want Dan, Dan Bear. Bear there. Oh, yeah, yeah, so that doesn't yeah. mean he'd go the most. No, 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 I'm just I get saying, saying I'd want yeah. him there the most. I'd be yeah. like, Dan, you come to my party? Yeah, yeah. really undervalued. If, if all if four showed up and Dan Byrne didn't, you'd be like, oh, damn it, dude! Like, He's I would sacrificed yeah. a couple for Dan Byrne. He might have magic tricks. Like, he might have stand up comedy. <laughs> well, he dances. He dances. He does. He does like one dance. But there was that incident that happened. He did have an incident. What the Fortnite dance incident, or was it like a different incident? Oh, don't like, don't bring up. That no, incident. we don't even bring it up. Yeah, but he had an incident. So yeah, no, Dan Byrne. Was, Damn, it's tough to find a player with an incident. We don't get him there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, so it's. Um, I think Bernard. Well, Bernardo and and see, I don't think Bernardo, the, I think Bernardo would slide for me. I think Dan Byrne's a good two. Mm. Of showing up, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think, I think, I think if you asked him, be like, oh, of course, I'd be there. I'll I think you, you picked a pretty tough list, honestly. This is like, yeah. there's three guys. Maguire wasn't that hard. Maguire, you always got to have an odd man out. United guy was always going to be last. Yeah, right. right. The, the party pooper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Listen, we... Uh, that, kind we of, that kind of fills the list, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I think, we've, and, and we'll have other questions other weeks, and... Some might even be more challenging or easier. That was, I feel like that was kind of hard though. When when yeah, you really put yeah. more thought into it, and I think we each, you know, made some good points. But um, yeah, Bernardo, let's you're you're welcome. You're welcome on our party anytime you like. I see yeah. McGuire for that Not matter. My party. We, I put him four. <laughs> ouch! Uh, if you ruin this for me, making friends with him, I'll be really upset with you. <laughs> you said you said we were going to have to have a talk if we thought that was actually feasible. Yeah, right. So. Uh, what was bad this week was points. I don't think anybody should be particularly proud of their Besides performance. Me. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, Connor, you were this week's winner with five. Hey, you had, you had one perfect pick. I came in second with four. I also had one perfect pick. Andrew, you had three. Jalen, you had two. No, this no. was a week to forget for Jay. And and we've said this. We've had plenty of coverage. And me, yeah, honestly, I this was just not fantastic all around. But uh, Connor, that puts you one ahead of me. I'm the new leader. That's right. I'm moving, but okay. all I got to do, Down. yeah, <laughs> Andrew, you got some points on Jalen, so you you did make some ground this week. I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting a little tired each week of coming to this table and having VAR be a topic of discussion. Look, today Tottenham caught the bad VAR bug. You could say the same for Chelsea, right? Now Chelsea and Tottenham are two more teams added to the list of people who probably would say, "Let's do without this" or "Let's improve this." But you know what? I'm on the train coming here, and I'm like, I don't even want to talk about this. You know, I don't. I want to stop giving VAR so much attention. You've all had different experiences with it, but I mean, Jay. So my question is: Is it VAR ruining the fluidity of the game for you, or is it VAR ruining decisions that you think should have been different? That's it's, where that's where my confusion is with sure. like your anger because. Like obviously, we oh, I don't get di- angry, Jay. I don't know if you know. <laughs> different, different. Anger is just not an emotion I feel personally. But uh, we all have different opinion, different opinions on the card, and I'd say oh, it's we, we have the facts. He <laughs> <different> <laughs> uh, it's 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 both. To answer your question, what upsets me most is the fluidity being robbed. Yeah, and I understand that. Where completely. I where I, I look at and what I, and here's the example I'll use: Caicedo scoring a screamer, a beautiful goal, and like I mean, literally 16 seconds later. Even Peter Drury and Graham Lasso, it was they called such an honest game today, and they're pointing this out. Oh, people come to the match to watch football. Not a bunch of guys play with lines. I think that's like literally verbatim what Graham Lasso might have said. Like no one comes here to watch guys move lines around a pitch. No one comes here to see celebrations get called off completely. It's it's the fluidity I think that suffers the most. 
the red card on Romero, look, I can disagree all day long. We can we can look at the replays. The fact of the matter is, and maybe I'm wrong, I hope I am, is there not like a specific set of rules? Is there not a page in the Premier League rule book I can go to that says, okay, a coming together of players, a clash. Let's see if we can maybe really pinpoint what the correct call is here. I just think right now there's no there's no clarity. It's just a simple, what do we think while we're doing it? And we have all this amazing technology. That's what bothers me, but it doesn't actually make the rules that much clearer. Which we all could we all could look at the same rule that would that's my best case scenario. I think I agree with you in the fact that I think everyone would the VAR ruins fluidity and it is inconsistent and in moments within matches. Everyone has suffered like you like you had said. Everyone's caught the VAR bug, but I think for today's sake, it can't like I'm not trying to defend VAR, but you both got calls against you, so that evens the match out. So like forget it. The call against Romero was fair. It was either it was going to be a PK regardless. It was a foul. It, it agreed. Maybe, maybe, if, it, if it wasn't agreed. in the box, I don't think it would have been a red. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. And so I think it is a brass challenge. It could have gone other way for red or, or, or yellow card. But I think for the sake of it being in the box, it's a red card. Udogi's was a sec was a second yellow. Second yellow. So, so it's it's I get that it's un, it's unfortunate. It's a bad challenge on the break. Um, so I think ultimately. Sterling. I get like there, there's bits and pieces that I agree with, but there's also at the end of the day the game leveled out on the calls that were against both teams, and Tottenham just made the errors in certain positions that cost them obviously a disadvantage of losing players, and Chelsea took advantage of that. But I think VAR needs to really they need to figure out this out. We've been saying that forever. It just we don't really have a solution because we're not the ones in the back room. Like it, it a thing happens, and then there's apparently rules to go off of, but nobody can distinctly discern what they are. It's like, I think about the Romero challenge is a great example. Cause my point here isn't even that like the, the, the grand thing to me isn't, Oh, I think it wasn't a red. You guys think it was a red when that play happens in real time. Everybody, including viewers, fans in the stadium, people watching the game, people calling the game pundits, everybody should be able to detract from a set of rules, a clear rule, something. And I'm not saying this is an easy thing to find either. It's not that there's an easy answer for this. If there was, we'd have it. But the fact that it's like a, it's just everything, everything is open to interpretation. It feels like in situations like these, Romero slides in and there's a, there's a specific rule that everybody adheres to. And it's tough tits, pardon my French. You, it was a horrible challenge and you get a red card for that. Or he, mostly was trying to clear the ball. It's inevitable that hit the bottom of his foot will hit a defender coming in at the same time. The point isn't who's right and who's wrong. It's just, it doesn't, the more you dissect everything and the more you replay it and watch it again, it's fine. You can have this crazy great camera, crazy great camera angle, but if there's not a clear rule to pull from, then what's the point of having all I mean, this? I, th- I do think the rules exist, and I, I get what you're saying with like, when it comes down to those decisions, with how VAR's playing out, it feels a lot like a lot less like the rule is being referred to and examined in the moment as opposed to just watching it over and over again and like trying to pick and choose what you think is the most right decision. Like I think in the case with the Romero, I would say that like excessive force was used. Like the way he swung through the ball was certainly excessive and could have caused harm on a player Mm. because it was so high up on the leg. Um, So I think that's maybe the rule that you could be getting at, but I think that needs to come up in the VAR discussions, and maybe it needs to be on the VAR screen. Like mm-hmm. this, this is the reason why this foul was deemed a red card in this moment. Because like they could easily quickly pull, and maybe it's good for the referee to see the justification alongside the play. But 
I agree. <clears throat> of the calls this weekend, there were some bad ones, but I don't think VAR is at fault, to Jalen's point. I think, like, you look at the Arsenal game, sure, there was three moments of indecision in one goal, but I don't think that VAR could have done anything more to sort that situation out because they didn't have appropriate ang- angles. Um I mean, the the biggest one to examine was probably the push on Gabrielle, mm. which I think he just wasn't strong enough in the moment. He I didn't really contest the ball. Um, <clears throat> so, Jorginho getting elbowed in the oh, back of the that head. Was, like, that was very bad. But that's yeah. what I don't understand because that's when it's like they're just like, like they're, they're just, they're oh, just like yelling NFL. at VAR because it's like, all right, that's like. I'm not saying like that shouldn't have been a call, but if the ref doesn't see that, like that's part of the game. Like you can't just pick and choose when you want VAR to like focus in on things and then be like, oh, why are we using VAR here? Yeah. Like yeah. I think it's very picky but, choosy. Uh, but then you saw the Reese James things where like he like caught someone <clears throat> with an elbow and like that was like examined for it's, serious it, foul play. It's it very could, confusing. Right. It could go along with, okay, so if something happens that a ref didn't catch, if there's a physical altercation that we potentially deem bad enough to be a red, then we'll use VAR even if the ref wasn't watching. That's maybe a plus of VAR. Or to your point, we don't. If the ref doesn't catch it, then it doesn't. But there's no, there's just no rigidity yeah. to everything. The more rules and the more things we try to implement, the crazier everything gets. And again, the whole point is like, I don't, I never like to just bring a question to the table without proposing an answer. It's hard with VAR because it's it's clearly not working. Every single weekend, this has become a, a subplot. Every single weekend, some game is shrouded in this. And it's like my whole point from before. I said, we're, we're what, 11 match weeks in. I, I want to ask you this, Jay, because you watch more La Liga than us. Do you Can you see a difference in the way that La Liga has played? Have you seen a tough decision that the refs have handled in a way that like we haven't seen in Premier League? I'm kind of wondering... Why is it that this seems like this is happening most in the Premier League and not in other leagues? That could be because I don't watch a lot of other domestic I, football. You know, that that has nothing to do with you, like you not watching. I think it's just the limelight's not on the other leagues. But I I know for a fact that in the league, well, in the Liga with the refs, it's like nothing's called. Like you think it's a pretty free flowing, can be pretty like a bloodbath. Again. Yeah, that type of thing. But I know for Sign a fact v, v, <laughs> VAR can be pretty bad in the Liga. I know. That your old boy Mourinho has had very, very bad interactions with referees in VAR in mm-hmm. Syria. He's been getting a lot of cards. I think yeah. I think it's just a technology that has a lot of gripe in all across the leagues that use it. And yeah. as it carries into other leagues, it could also be that like the funding isn't there or behind it as much as it is in the Premier League because it's so commercialized, like and that's where all the there's so much money in it and there's like all the eyes, so it's like that's why the spotlight's there. Whereas in La Liga, maybe some other stadiums don't have as much coverage. Whereas in England, the FA is like the people that are putting Mm -hmm. it all in all the stadiums. But I can never, the thing that I'm most upset with, and this is speaking from a supporter of a team that like lost, like we just need to get on with the decision. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, I wasn't in favor of that a while ago. Um, I respect, I respect but, any change of opinion you have. We're always allowed to have those, but, but like the end interesting of part the, of the conversation, the end of the Chelsea game, interesting. interesting, the end of, well, like my, the decision, <laughs> oh, he almost made it. The decision that I contested, Connor, you're at the finish line, bro. And you just turned around. The decision that I contested was made in a, in the snap of a finger's right. moment. And mm-hmm. it, we were punished for that. Mm-hmm. The decisions now are not being made with the, uh, with a swift movement and the snap of the fingers. And we had to sit there at the end of the Tottenham Chelsea game when it's 3-1 and 4-1 to watch a VAR review for a goal that yeah. everyone knows should stand for 30 seconds to yeah. a minute. And you're just like, 
you can feel the pressure of the referee through the screen that they're not even showing. This the dude in the booth is sitting there like sweating, being like, I have to check this 15 times. Yeah. I don't want to mess it up. Here's where like, and I also feel like we can play devil's advocate with that is another point today. It's a checking one of the six offsides calls that happened in the game today. Uh, Drury and LaSalle were like, oh, well, if they start now, they should be done by halftime. Like I'm kind of getting these funny little quips out in there, which I loved, but I, I think maybe to play devil's advocate slightly, I would say, do you want to be sure that the correct call was made? And this, there's still more rules required. There still needs to be more clear cut. This happened. This is what this means. But when they take a really long time to do a replay, I get why people are like, this is becoming very Americanized. We don't want to sit around and watch nothing for a while. The best part of football is it's continuous. It starts and then it stops and starts again. Um, but I also can respect a lot of views going into a decision, a lot of different angles, a lot of different calls. I see why that's an issue, but I also think it's tough for people to pick and choose. Like I'm waiting. Like, can we watch some football now? But also do you want a goal that potentially changes the fluctuation of the game? It changes where you sit in the standings. Like I just can see both. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this might be an unfixable problem. Everyone has standards for football and, Mm. I think for me, I love the drama of every game, even if it affects my team. And so, honestly, I, I think it just, like, it's exciting to watch a Chelsea Tottenham game like that. Obviously, like, Mark Olbrich is, like, talking about, like, memories. and like, But it's like, this is, like, this is the, the drama. But of does sport. it not feel like more of kind of a sideshow at, at certain times? Yes, like, today, yes, there's moments today, but at the end of the day, like, the red card was a red, either a red or a yellow. There's no debating that. I don't think VAR makes a difference. I think that's on the discretion of of the referee if there wasn't an assistant in that in that instance. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's not someone in his ear saying that's definitely a red or it's not. The the referee is going to make his decision on what he thinks is a red or, or yellow card. So I think yes, th- there are moments, but in the moments that really made a difference, like I said, if you just take away, like Tottenham got fucked over, Chelsea got met, fucked over for goals. Now it's now it's even playing field. But mm-hmm. then the red cards are like just part of the game and they're part of the discretion of the referee. So. I'm just saying that we either just have VAR for certain instances in the game, like we maybe it's only offsides, nothing else. The referee's decisions on fouls, that's his decision. Mm. But when it comes to like meeting lines, maybe we just leave it for them. But I'm, I just, get your I, point. I'm just saying, I feel like we we're either complaining about the goals that should have stood when we we complained about goals that should have stood without VAR, and now we're doing the same thing with VAR. So it's like what. Is the I get, I get, it's like it's a if had had there been no VAR right and and Luis Diaz was actually offsides on that goal and then ends up getting called. We're having a similar mirror conversation yeah. to your point. Like yeah. if we had had VAR, it would have caught him being offside, and then the difference of the outcome. So I totally respect. I totally get point, that point. Yeah. Like it, we are there might not now that we've introduced VAR to the equation, there might be no going back in terms of like a clean, concise way of doing this because now we have the technology. Apparently, we still. We know how to use it, but we just don't have the, you know, we have this expansive information and angles and we can see, we can see the specific blade of grass that the ball (laughs) touched, but we can't determine whether or not that blade of grass was in or out of bounds in the field. You know, like we have anything that any fan could have ever imagined or dreamed of of getting to, especially with, with officials, you'd think it would make their job easier, you know, that they have all this at their disposal, but maybe it's just like the internet. It's just so much information that you can't like. When you try to make a decision, you're like, fuck, I don't know what to... I don't know. I noticed it's six tough. other things on the replay that well, I didn't notice before yeah, exactly. that I now need That's to like take into consideration. The layers, the layers that are being added to VAR is is make it's going to make it take a lot longer because like 
you have to analyze the whole phase of play. So like the referee is sitting in the booth. He has to not only check the offsides, he has to check like the pass leading up to the offsides, that phase of play. So that takes time. And then you have the referee conversing through to that the broadcasters can hear now mm-hmm. everything that he's saying. And you have the broadcaster saying like X, Y, and Z, like on the dire goal, the, the VAR guy was like, oh, this looks closer than it, sh- it initially did. And then you have the commentator saying, oh, they're saying this looks a lot closer. And it's like, <laughs> okay, we don't, like, I get it. It's valuable maybe for some people to, or that to be recorded, but like, we don't, it's not going to yeah. change anything ultimately. But one thing I will say that I think has done a better job and offers a better visual than the lines is the Champions League VAR oh, offsides yeah, like, like calls. the hidden wall thing. They put that wall across and you can literally see which piece of players which piece of the player's body is like yeah putting them in an offsides position and it offers a cleaner visual for us as viewers and the official in the booth so i don't know why that can be implemented at the champions league level but not it's expensive i think it's bandwidth too it's it's, it's very it's very expensive it's bandwidth like you're covering a fraction of the games that you're covering in the, it's in the same stadium fair fair to the expensive point but like manpower most of the people will point out I just saw a team pay 150 mil for somebody. So in terms of something being too expensive for the right. prem, I would call bullshit on that yesterday. You know, like you're you're right, and it would be a new system to implement too. But like, if this really is the biggest best league in the world, which has not proved to be this year, dare I say, with everything that's gone on, it has proved not to be the most efficiently best run league in the world. That's a that's a problem. You know, that's that's an issue. Well, La Liga, like Tebas, he vetoed having goal line technology he was like it's mm. too expensive our league's not doing it and everyone's just like what, but what you could you, argue what you, like what do you mean like 20 years in the long that's run been part of the world cup since 2010 <laughs> and you're telling me you can't have it in- but is la liga in the long run better off for that if you don't have access to a thing that could potentially unearth tons of issues that you, that that no one would have ever noticed in the first place it's like or, you know, if both teams either, either either go home happy or sad, but not sad because they feel like they were robbed of something. It's like, ah, we other teams scored more goals than we did. We played like shit. It's not like so many teams now would be like, oh, you know, like next time we play Chelsea, obviously that'll be a start. Next time Spurs play Liverpool for shit's sake. Like what is the entire storyline going to be out? Doesn't, that, last but doesn't that make it more fun? No, because I'm going to be dreading a bad call or a bad decision right, right. or a 15 minute VAR. I don't want to be in Liverpool's position next time we play. Them. I know. I'll I'm, say that, I'm you know? being. I guess I'm just playing devil's advocate and just the the drama is never going to leave the game. And I think yes, like you can. Good point. You can get rid of like you mentioned the, um, the little like like side plot thing. So I guess mm-hmm. to wrap it up, I think. It's a continuous issue, and I don't think we'll see anything change this season or, or even next. And Arteta needs to shut his mouth. <laughs> so does Klopp, but that's okay. Pasacoglu, nothing but class post-game press. You got a yellow today, today, by the way. Well, Must have been a little vocal. Must well, I guess that'd be the first track. coach Klopp to get a yellow, the most Connor. shameful manager I've ever seen in my entire I guess that'd life. be the, the blinders on you right now are just <laughs> Dude, so Dude, he complained bad. this weekend again about getting a yellow card or getting talked to. Look, and let's shut up. We're not. He's, did, you, did you listen? You don't he, even know. He like, talks in these moments. Arteta floats down with his little angel wings, and you're like, "Oh, no, hell, I don't Arteta. like Arteta." Oh, I, I've, much, I've never pictured him with angel saying, wings on. Andrew does for whatever. I, I like Arteta. I think he's a good man. He's, he's a whiny little bitch. Yeah, he's whiny, but Klopp's been whiny for like four years, bro. Well, look, yeah, like, and then Pep whiny. Looking back on the season, like. Okay, Liverpool obviously have a case for why VR is affected negatively. Spurs, Chelsea probably also have a case now too. Wolves might have one of the biggest cases of all. And we forget about yeah. them because they're Wolves. Like, 
are we just going to, I almost feel like it's a tax now. And every team is like, no, okay. At some point in the season, you're going to get shafted royally by VAR. And then everyone's got one. And then we're all, you know, like I like to think at the end of the season, it all evens out, but it's just, it's, it's really, it is really just all joking aside, all club rivalries aside. It's really disheartening to seriously come here each week and have to write my fucking notebook. Oh, VAR affects this or VAR does that. So. Ultimately, Arsenal didn't lose the league last year because of VAR. So, and that's, and good, you know, it's a good thing too. It's like, that was my other question was, do, do we really think that VAR could have such an effect that it changes who Connor thinks it does? Liverpool, it Liverpool could still be the only undefeated team in depends the league. Who, yeah. but... Hey, same bucko. Uh, okay, well, I, I, again, it was a bummer. VAR kind of kind of took the uh, the weekend by storm, but there were a few games that didn't have any VAR controversy. We've just been seeing Brighton play like shit, and to be <laughs> quite honest with you, I didn't really see it coming. Maybe last year I did when I picked him 14th, but uh, I, I don't want to like not that the hit the panic button or anything. They're still in a pretty good position of the league table, but like. Say they continue playing like shit like through January. Say this just is a ship that does not turn around. Like, the, could we maybe see the Brighton team kind of break apart a little bit? Could Deserby have an earlier end exit than maybe we thought? There's a no, few players that are can, getting shopped too. This happens to them, I think. I think they go through dry spells and they they did it with Potter too. They did it with Potter. <clears throat> Deserby came in last season and just hit the ground running, just didn't stop. So mm. I, I think they had a couple losses like back to back with him also, but. I don't think yeah. Sack and Deserby is ever. No, I, they're ne- they'll probably never. It would, go I think just he would leave. I, I would yeah, say if it, if it didn't, I feel the same way about Ten Hag. I don't think that actually Sack Ten Hag. I think it would just be a mutual consent thing. I feel the same thing about Deserby. I think if they just for whatever reason were really not doing well for a long time, they wouldn't. You're right. They would. I don't think they'd ever sack him because it's just he's made himself unsackable. But yeah, there's a lot. There will be a few clubs that coming in, in the new year that will we'll be looking for coaches, whether or not they're clubs that Deserby would go to. I think that'll be remain to be seen, but like just, just to bring it in case Chelsea just don't come good and Poch ends up going or United continues sort of being up and down and eventually Ten Hag decides to leave. Like those were two, two teams right off the bat that I would say would be, would be fitting destinations for him. But I mean, I honestly, like I, I want Ten Hag. I know you like Ten Hag. I know you back. But like, I, I, I think, I, I think if I had to pick a play, a manager right now, watching Tottenham thrive under Ange and, um, seeing them invest in a manager who's kind of low, lower level and um, has that exciting football. I, I think he's a good like replacement if we were to, to switch, switch managers, but I don't think, I don't think it means more stability. I think it means more exciting football for a short period of time. So I, I would use him as a second option if we're going to go with someone else, but um, if it's even an option, if it's even, an option. <laughs> I know, I know not to do sort of an out of left field segue. I know sometimes you like to talk about United. Sometimes you don't. There's some weeks you're feeling it. Some weeks you aren't. And again, I don't want to put you on the spot when they get one win in a row, but immediate, I'm, not, uh, I'm not excited. About immediate it. thoughts from the weekend. It's, it's we like, played like shit. So top to so, bottom. So still really not. No, it's, it's, it's the, even the, the post-match pressers. You, it, it was weird. People see everyone support. Bruno being captain, like him scoring a goal in the 91st minute doesn't make him a good captain. It makes him a good player. It makes him a clutch player. He's a very talented player, and I we would be a worse team without him. Mm. But to, to for like man, for Ten Hag and even for De Gea making that like cheeky comment in support of him. I, I thought that was like no, he was, hating at first. Yeah, like I first saw that, and I, I was like, it. the fact that people immediately recognize is that it's kind of like a tongue th- in cheek. I was like, yeah. damn, bro, are you guys not like each other? Like Ten Hag, like Ten Hag was speaking so like passionately about Bruno, which I did like, but I think, I think he's just like happy that I think he has that 
goal to really back his point. But ultimately, Bruno is still a bad captain from a body language, uh, even his, vocal. He also like, played bad for like ninety minutes. I don't <laughs> think. I, I don't think like, you. You say he plays bad, but like he's a player that's trying to move the ball forward. He doesn't always play well, but you can't say he's not trying to be in the areas and trying to be positive. The team is because he's trying doesn't make him good. I would. The I, team, I, the I, team I blame is Darwin Nunez tries, but he's still missing big chances yeah, at times. Yeah, but I we are on Darwin's case a lot of the time. Jokingly, I think he is a good player, but to to say that Bruno no, is just a, saying that Bruno, Bruno does Bruno plays tries to play his best in a very poor team. Yes, he, but that doesn't make him. You're, and I remember an argument you made last season was that a good midfield needs a good team around him, a good midfielder, and in this in this case, Bruno. Yes, I don't. I'm not defending Bruno. With I would my life blame here. Ten Hag for Bruno's I'm, I'm just issues. saying that Bruno, like we've seen him, if he's in the more attacking minded side with more players around him that are playing a more fluid system, yes, he's going to thrive more. And that we've seen that. And you cannot, you I cannot agree, counter that. I just said that with any point that would make sense. But he didn't play well this weekend. That's all I said. I think he played as good as he could in a, in a team that was struggling, and he scored. So yeah. He played the best. You the literally field. criticized him on the day. You I said did. Bruno cr- was subpar, yeah. and he's flubbing shots, and then he scores, and now you're like, no, I was, I was criticizing, honest. I was criticizing his captaincy abilities. There's yeah. a difference. They're not the I, same I thing. Jordan at, Henderson was an average player and a good captain. Like <laughs> looking at the Bruno situation, yeah, he's Bruno. he's been really poor, but like. No, I, I, the, trophy what have I, what have I been saying every week other than this VAR crap has got to stop is, can someone please explain to me what Tanag is trying to do with this group? I feel like I, I'm like a lunatic screaming at a brick wall and I wanted to make this point this week because I was thinking about this today. I don't want to sound like somebody who thinks that coaches are either forward thinking or defensive minded. Cause I know that there's more, you know, Tanag is trying to do kind of a combination or at least that's what I think you said. He, he likes to play out from the back and also be really potent on the counter. And I just don't think there's a lot of clubs that are really doing that. So it's harder for me to like, again, it's like you, you watch a team that's defensive. They might play like shit defensively, but you can tell what they're trying to do. And the players seem like to have Burnley. an understanding. Burnley is a great Burnley. example of that. Burnley's like a, and this year with company, they're like, let's just try to possess the ball the whole game and just throw <laughs> 10 guys at the net. And then they get caught so bad on the counter. You can't even believe it. But like, you know, I, it's, I can tell what they're trying to do. And I think that's a good start, but it's like Bruno, I think, has been poor this season, but I think he is maybe suffering the most of anybody in terms of the system that Ten Hag is trying and I think failing to implement with this current group mm-hmm. of players. And he's it's our, a player issue. He's too. our marquee. He is our marquee player, and yeah, like if he's not performing well, I think part of it is on him and part of it's on the manager. And Rashford, I'd say, okay, Rashford's game is shit right now. Like, yeah, he's that's, tra- I think Bruno, I'm like, I think that's his own fault. Well, like, that, the more, you, more Rashford. That's more on Rashford than Bruno's fault. It, it is that he's playing. Like, yeah. I'd say I say you say Bruno is trying and like from what I saw against Fulham like it's hard to even say he's trying. You said it yourself. The gap in midfield was huge. So where is Bruno to track back? Ten Hag style. You said it too. It's to play out of the back. The midfielders need to yeah, check they're, in they're and connect fluid. the but lines. That yeah. wouldn't be fair because that's like asking James Madison to go track back. Like I know, like, but no. If you're building out of the back, this is in possession, yes, not yeah. tracking back defensively. I'm not saying Bruno needs to do that. He can do his work defensively up front and press in with his random running. But I think that if <coughs> if he is going to be demanded of the midfielder and Ten Hag's system is to build out of the back or play out of the back. He could do more and be better in the current system, despite it not being perfect. Maybe he's being told not to drop to, to Maybe, drop that in. Could right? be. That could be it. But that, that, and ulti- it know, doesn't. It doesn't. My my point isn't Bruno isn't a player in form. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying that we have to give the guy a bit a bit more. Oh, credit. I think he's a good player. He's a good like, player, I mean, and that, and and I just think it's funny how the hype that 
our own players, I, I get it. They won. But I think the hype like Ten Hag brings with the win, we still played really poorly, and we got lucky off of off our marquee player. We got not lucky. We just got a clutch save from our marquee players. So. He's still very capable of a bailout. I will never hold that. Yeah, it's like that so. volley, crazy volley goal he scored from Johnny Evans. Another yeah. game you guys maybe didn't play that great, ended up winning. I'm like, look, at that point, you know, that's like the definition of smash and grab, and I don't think that's pejorative in tone. Like, I think if a team gets a smash and grab win, it's more of a case of their their character than than anything else. I've seen know, this but. win so many. I've seen this type of win so many times. I'm not getting hype about it. I That's don't. so like in the last three seasons. How many times have you said we were by far the worst team and ended up winning? Like there's there's like a shit last, house se- aspect last season to that, was like not it. Last season we played well. Yeah, the last with Ole with Mourinho we have smash and grabs in us all the time. It's it like a PSG get. win when Rashford scored the winner and you the guys. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Oh my yeah. god. <clears throat> there's, it's, there's, that was a smash. And but grab. now it's like a one zero one zero win. <laughs> against Fulham. So many good ones. So, uh, Fulham's a good side. I guess to... It's, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut hey, up. They knocked us out of EFL Cup. I think they're a pretty good side, too. Honestly. That's but it, it was like the last second. Like, oh, I don't even think they're, they're good. good this year. They're, they're like one of the best teams in the world. But. They're in 15th place. <laughs> <laughs> they're difficult Cra- to Craven Cottage is a fortress, so it's like fine. But um, Yeah, I mean, I feel like... <laughs> Teams holding L's this weekend was kind of a common theme. We saw Arsenal hold an L. And again, not to bring VAR into this, Arsenal didn't look that good. Creatively, they've not looked that great all season. Most Arsenal fans would probably tell you that. Villa, who had been in screaming, scorching hot form, holds a goose egg. 2-0 to who was it? Nottingham. Nottingham, a team they should be doing business with. Pretty. Yeah, we, we can't talk good about teams. Yeah, we, we mush teams We crazy. can't talk good about teams. And it's since we've shut up about City, they've been back on their tear. So, hey, if... If we need City to drop a couple, all we need to do is Although, just go on yeah. about how they won't lose again the rest I'll, of the year. I'll bring but up my team then because we talked about them last week too. And oh, I don't think you're uh, evading any sort you know of criticism. Who scored that goal, Connor? Yeah, you know who scored that goal? Teeth Chong. You know who he played for? Bro, you guys sign a Dutch say, midfielder. Say, say let him rock. Former Manchester United. Andrew, you literally should resign Teeth Chong. I would say the way things are going, he yeah. might get a spot back. If you guys actually had a legit academy, maybe you'd have more than one first, see, one academy player Chong, in your first. He's, team. A, he's, a, he's a pace merchant. Yeah, he's he's just like a he's just a six one Dan James. I'm shut out. Team. I'm done. I'm completely done. Like that also, insane Dan James comparison. Dude, have you seen they literally play the same, they just sprint. Yeah, they, no, Chong is a is pace merchant. Connor, uh pulling away from the game, what do you think went not well from Liverpool's standpoint? Not to like, you know, I'm not Finishing? making a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, the, cl- but the clinical bug was not there. I, although I, I will say it's it's easy to pin the Darwin miss, I don't know if you guys... I don't think you guys saw that because you probably... The header from Mo? Yeah. Oh, I saw. Um, I, I saw that too. So, it's easy to it's it's easy to you hang it all on Darwin and the fact that he skied that, but... I mean, he was right in front of the goal. Yeah, he should have scored it. Definitely should have. <laughs> um, but, I mean, we know that he's not necessarily the most clinical in the chances that he should be finishing. But I think Mo missed... Like, Mo muffed the header... He should have put that on frame, and I don't think he was trying to square the ball to Darwin. Yeah, <laughs> um, but all aside, I mean, Liverpool on the day it was one of those times where I think we were dominant, but we just lacked creativity. I don't think we were good enough. We didn't create enough quality chances. We just happened to have a lot of the ball, and we weren't really playing into areas that were going to unlock us and create a good chance to. And credit to Luton, I think they played really well. Um, 
They hit us on the counter. They were clinical That's a good with point. their Luton chance. did play well. Um, I'm happy that we salvaged a point. It's going to be one that, like, come mid end of season, I'm probably going to be wishing we got all three because it's. But we have to we have to take what we can from the match. I think we should have been better on the day. Well, I, all the players said that we should have done better, but we just didn't. So. What's your take, first Connor, and then you guys' thoughts on? really expensive players who come off the bench. Cause when I was, when Liverpool beat Newcastle this season, when they went down a man and Nunez came onside two nil, uh, I'm like, maybe, and I know this is ridiculous because he was a hundred million dollars, but like same thing with Richarlison. Sometimes I think would this guy just be more effective coming on in the 75th minute. And even if you pay crazy money is like, do you think that leaves something to be desired? Do you think they paid too much and he's too good a player to be like a super sub or like at their healthiest? Is he most effective coming on in the 70th when you guys like need to need a game tie or just need to change the pace? Cause he's so pacey and so physical. I'm not comparing him to Richarlison directly, but they're two pacey physical guys who can be at times lethal finishers, but also have some serious missed sitters in them. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of like Darwin in the, for Liverpool. I kind of like him in that role. Like, yeah, not, but not, I, th- I think he has to graduate out of that, out of that role at some point. And I'm someone that in the lead up and uh, when he wasn't starting and then coming on and getting goals, I said that he should be starting and I would want to see him starting. So in this mm. case he did start. Um, and I'm happy that he started. We played a lot different with him. Sure. He, he could be really effective as that super sub player, and the, the price tag of a super sub and all of that, being that he was really young, I think it's justified, but it's only justified for so long. With the amount that we paid for him, he has to graduate into mm. that lethal finisher that can be the guy for 90 minutes. So um, that's where I would stand on it. I'm happy he's starting. I think it's going to take the working out of some of the kinks of like him getting these chances, but he he's, he's relentless, like he's resilient, and he's still... For all the chances that he had in the game, he still had like three wicked curlers from deep areas that were forced to save out of the goalkeeper. Yeah, um, so crazy it's, goal it's tough, in but. Europa too against I don't remember who it was, but it was that fa- oh, the, the famous horrendous touch in the corner that went that like thirty cup. yards and that was, then that was that was league cup. Yeah, league yeah. cup. Yeah, I mean he's got one of those in him still, and I, and I like the idea that that he helps them get even stronger but I just sometimes I watch this Liverpool team play and I'm like at full health when they have everybody healthy is is he just best suited in that situation I don't even know if he would he seems to have a good attitude about it too he seems to I mean Klopp is able to get guys really drinking the Kool-Aid there so I think he'd be okay with that type of role but at times when I see him come off the bench is when he looks most dangerous same with Richarlison and I know that everyone says you know Richard was fucking 70 million dollars it's a lot to pay for a guy who's not really produced like that but until he comes off the bench and gets a goal. Until Darwin comes off and gets two goals. Hey, to be Darwin has been like, scoring. No, I don't know if we can say that's, 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 a fair, Charles that's a good point, though. Like, it is funny. It would be breaking the or defying what is normal when you buy an expensive player and then they're expected to start. But, like, what's wrong with buying a player? Obviously, they're going to want to play. But mm-hmm. imagine buying a player for, like, $80 million and, like, they get like 20 goals that season. Because like, what is just the best the well, I mean, scenario? You I know? mean, you kind of live that scenario every season. You know, buying players for a lot of money that's sit on the okay, bench. That's not the point of the conversation. Sorry, I'm not just, talking about sorry, buying fault and then fall a more, out of the team. And a more stable the, club. My I, fault, my fault. And then I, dry I, up. At and least my, it's not matter doesn't complain every fucking weekend. Andrew just tried to make a point. Now everyone's just ripping his throat open. Sometimes that's how it goes. I feel like no, that's but I, get, I, get, I get what you mean. But you know what I mean? Like what? Like what? That's that would be like 
I don't know, like, well, would as a I player, think it's this guy, it, it, no, 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 it like, would work, but like, ultimately, Darwin, say, say, who do you pick as that top? Who do you pick as that guy? No, it's, no, it's, it's like oh Darwin. Gosh, you so could, you could say he's that guy until you bring him on in the seventieth, and then he misses the sitter, right? And then right. he therefore think, has oh, less chances. He needs to get more chances exactly. to put those in, and then he, and you put him in. He the is a vol- he's going to be a volume striker. I know that's not going to. No, I'm not saying like it's it. Darwin's. It's not Darwin's. I'm just saying like it's. It would be really cool to see a club just do that and a player buy into like I'm going to come. I'm going to come on in the 65th minute. And I'm gonna score a goal. Maybe they don't never start that way, but I feel like that he, like that's kind of maybe where Grealish is headed. And I and I rate Grealish, but it's impossible to sit Doku right now. He's maybe the most informed player in the prem. That we should talk about Three that assists. as well. I don't Three rate assists that and a goal. Well, no, I'm gonna Doku. definitely come back to you on no, that. No, I'm talking about no, I'm talking about Grealish. Okay, gotcha. No, Jota no. I think is a really <laughs> oh, good example of a super sub. Uh, that another, dude he's scores good. anytime. <laughs> Jota is probably. I honestly, I think Jota has more goals. In, Andrew just in gave the himself Premier a bloody than, nose doing like yeah. a snort. He's gonna have to get up in five seconds to go wipe the blood. Jota's oh, gonna go down as a better player than Marcus Rashford. <laughs> but I get you, you. You make the point of like you, you're either okay with somebody. For me, when I look at a player who's succeeding, I'm like, keep them in that role. And then when that role stops working, try it in someplace else. This counter pulls a fucking stack. You know what type of merchant you are? You're a stat merchant. I used to complain are, about people that would always bring up stats that didn't know the game that well. And because I know the game. If, I know the game. If you went through Connor's photos, it's all screenshots of Curtis Jones. It's sliding. It's, it's Curtis Jones and Liverpool transfer fees. And um, screenshots on transfer market. During Klopp yelling at a referee. I guess with the super sub thing, I'm just oh, if a player is succeeding there, then yeah, keep him there. Who cares how much you spent for him? That's this season, bro. I All can't time. even see that. Jota has 100 less appearances and only 27 less goals than Marcus Rashford. One's a center forward, one's a yeah. winger. Oh, here we go, I, dude. I, I used, when you what? say, you know what, you know what, Jota would, for me would Another be day. would be the ideal. Stri- like he's not somebody I look at as a super sub. I think he's he's the guy if he stays healthy out there. And then Darwin, I guess they're kind Gokpo's of interchangeable. Never, Gogpo as well. That's what I'm saying. At full health, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to sort out. But I like Nunez as our. I love when a stats like. brought up and they have less goals than the person that you're comparing them to. Oh, less appearances too. <laughs> that kind of factors oh, in. If, if you do a little bit of math, I couldn't hilarious. even see the. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't matter. He you has can less take goals. the number of appearances. He has less goals. Yeah, you know who has and less Jota's goals. And Jota's also than not. Jota. You know who has less goals than most? Jota's not a starter. Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh my God, dude. Oh, now Jalen. The hammer. It's so funny that like oh you oh less goals dude less goals less goals you love dude. to compare he's literally like he's your only player that you can look at and be like goals. he's so good he's so good because you have no one like that in, in your the club. Premier League bro you have in no the- one like that in your club your club's a joke dude your club's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're a joke, dude. It's you're, unreal. You're best, even say your that best right midfielder now. of all time has never won a Premier League title. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? He's won a UCL. You Yo, know how many? Can you, you know how many that? players? What is a Premier League title when you can conquer all of club football with one trophy? Brazilian Anderson has a, a two Premier League titles. Steven Jarrett has zero. I could, look, he also has a Champions United League. United is not known for a, winning UCL. He also has a Champions League. You know the Champions League is a better trophy than the fucking uh, Premier look, League. I'm City's put, gone and won it seven times with one leg. <laughs> putting this back on track. We have 
one more match weekend and then another international break. I don't know if does it feel to you guys like we've had way more international holiday? breaks. Yeah, we've had like, I feel like we've had, like we've three, had three. Right? This yeah, is our third in th- in three months. I yeah. guess one a month, but I feel like there was way less than that last season. But so by this point, there was not as we all the World Cup too. So. One more match weekend and then the next time we see Premier League football, it will be after Thanksgiving. So weekend yeah. after Thanksgiving. But a couple matches to look at this weekend. Spurs will play Wolves, and it was looking like a very damaged Spurs side will be taking the field. So Brentford. you'll you'll want to watch that. City Chelsea's this weekend though. And after today, Ooh. I just don't know what Chelsea is going to show up. I don't they're know. Gonna, they're going to get. Gonna I don't know if City will just destroyed. come up and do business. Like that'll be Sunday at eleven thirty, and that's like a that's like a must watch. I really. Uh, they're going to get battered, Chelsea. I hope so. Honestly, yeah, I hope sure. so. They're getting United letting down. Let's do it. Oh, is it at Lutton or is that? Ooh, it's, at it's at Old Trafford. Oh, I don't the know. Fortress. Lutton's that's becoming two, a trap game the now. Fortress. The fortress. Two, three, zero. Bro, you're going to be three, the new Craven, Craven Cottage is actually more of a fortress yeah, bro, than fucking like, Old Trafford. Bro, these comments. We're man. turning a new leaf. Now we're the actually, fortress. now we love Craven Cottage. <laughs> the fortress. The fortress. <laughs> Uh, that's all I got in my funny little notebook this week, unless you guys have Howler baller. Too many more complaints from managers this weekend. I, I forget ho- that every ball. week. I didn't, I didn't, do you guys, do you, feel, do you guys feel, re- sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I forgot the howler baller. Please shut him up. <laughs> Let's, do, He's going to say Bruno. Do uh, we have a baller that we can think? Yes. Here's the no. rule. I think there you, are some. You can't, you can't pick a guy in your own team. I'm you, not going to. pick the baller, but it can't be a guy in your own team. He's going to pick Heath Chong. I'm going to, I'm going to pick. You go I first. have a good one. You go first. Um, Tristan said one. That was I like, did. Yeah. Who? Who would I say? Jeremy. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll go ahead and take the easy pick me one. That's yeah. definitely Doku. Think he does not a Premier League record in terms of goal involvements in a single game. I don't know. Now Arshevin would have also had four for Arsenal back in the day. The horrible haircut. <laughs> that was the worst haircut I've ever. Seen. It's worth googling Arshevin haircut if you haven't seen it. Because good God, uh, Andrew Baller, Nicholas Jackson. <sighs> Bro, he scored three times. <laughs> scored a hat trick. What put, like, I him had to get four men. men on the field. Is the score? Is nah. Darwin scoring a hat trick against nine men? Darwin scored a hat trick against City. Give it to him. Give him. Give him. Nope. Nicholas Jackson. I give him his flowers. I think he's had a rough enough season. Why do you back the guy so hard? I, I, was I did. I was trolling this. He afternoon. was my baller of the week. You know, I'm sitting here on it, watching the game on his phone. He's like, I told you, Nick Jackson was going to come through. Well, I was joking. He was going to come. Go. I was joking around because I said the hype early. We were messing. Around. We were making comments about it. I was joking around. Okay. Fucking he became, read the. He, he, he oh wait, no, I forgot. I got bombarded by 120 messages. I forgot you brought up Steven Gerrard. Uh, Jay Baller, <laughs> is it going to be another manager? No, Jay came no. out of left field with a manager last week, and I love. I'm gonna give it to Harry Maguire because he became better after he got his. Did you guys like see him like witness him get a concussion? And Money Mags? No, I don't think I did. Maguire, <laughs> did you see him get him like getting like the treatment? He got like bashed in the head, and like it was so it looked so obvious he got a concussion. And then he turned to Maldini for yeah. the rest of the match, and, the, and also that's hilarious. The treatment they're like shining a flashlight, and the guy's like. <laughs> Yeah. And they're like, oh, he's all good. How many fingers? Yep, whatever you said is fine. Do you feel like you can keep playing? Okay, 17 is not an answer, but go back out there and get it done. Uh, Connor? Joelton. And I don't. Good I, pick. He was, uh, he was a menace for. It was basically a battle between him and Dak. The two uh, Robbies shouted out Joelton quite a bit Joel on Linton their was pod massive. this week. He was he, a he just He feeds oh, the energy of the no, crowd. No, I retract my hair. Guy. Fuck that guy. I'm going mm-hmm. Declan Rice. Good. Better shout. Yeah, way better. Yeah, but Maguire to close second. Is there any howlers that come to mind? Mikel Arteta, Jorginho. Ooh, yeah, Jorginho. What did he do? He didn't shake Jamal Sell's hands after the game. I mean, 
I understand I, it sucks getting really up on that, that but I agree. No, I think post game shit is whack. When when yeah. like when like Simeone fucking when Simeone like didn't hand. like didn't shake Brandon Rogers hand like. Nah. Mr. Ronaldo just walks well, down the tunnel. Like I don't agree that's with like, that. Okay, that's like that. We're, not We're not bringing up Ronaldo the rest of the podcast. <laughs> that's like Simeone's thing. I get what you're saying, but Simeone always, like, yeah. he never shakes hands. I think post-whistle stuff is the is whack as yeah, can it be. Jorginho like, also got a fucking dude, elbow to dude, the skull. If, if, if two grown men can enter the cage and, bo- and fight each other to death and shake hands after and hug... They don't always do that. Uh, the most times... Sometimes the dude's getting okay. carted off. Sometimes one guy's dead. Okay, 90% of the times you're going to do... Regardless, it's... It could be forty percent of the time, Jorginho. You can shake Jamal Asel's hand, dude. He got elbowed in the skull. Oh no, I think I think He's I, I, fine. I'm, I'm with Andrew on this one. I think that's whack, and you got to. It's yeah. It, that's like shake his hand. Yeah, yeah, and yet you guys will turn around and complain about the players being buddy buddy and kissing each other after games. That's not, and stuff. I, I think I like the show Jamal went over to shake his hand after the game to what? Like, good. Do the little. Would yeah. Roy, would Roy Keane have shook his hand? Fuck no. <laughs> what did he actually? Did Alfie, Alfie, fuck did Alfie no, would, shake Roy Keane's hand after he ended his career? No, I he don't think so. Career. Roy Keane would never shake Vieira's hand. I think hand. personally, both teams should make Look out with each other and tell me that the game. Roy Keane would go and shake Vieira's hand. I, regardless, after a I think Andrew's just, yeah. he's just I, I don't, the fortress. He just thinks everyone's better than they should be. Or, the standard. Jorginho can shake another captain's hand. There are two captains oh, shaking oh, oh, hands. Oh, oh, oh. Who's your howler? Yeah, then? you're a fucking you're bullshit captain last season. Jordan you, Henderson. Do you think of Mikel Arteta's happily shaking people's hands? Is that your howler? I don't know. Did he shake the official's hand? I don't know. Jorginho's a howler. I don't know why you're defending Jorginho. No. Mikel Arteta opened his mouth. Arsenal backed him. I don't think it was. Honestly, my howler is my howler's dire coming on the pitch today. I thought I had really seen everything this game so far, and then I saw him getting out of his chair, going to the sideline, and I thought, this can't be real. Someone must be playing a joke on me right now. Putting a howler for existing is crazy. And you know what? I'll, you know, that's actually not cool because he and actually as played. as I he, say he, that, I'm going to put my howler as Anthony. He, yeah, he played not that great. Oh, we, we could have had a whole steam trunk filled I with I also Anthony don't support Garvey. what B-Warmers did on Instagram, though. That's that show is so funny. Man. Oh, my God. What, Dude, they're like, is he the worst player of all time? They, they, yeah, they said, they said deservedly the worst Premier yeah, League player. Okay. Like, that, like there's so many more players yeah. you can put there. Dude, I was so not the, comment, the comments were supporting uh, Anthony. Like, dude, yeah. this is out of control. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I thought that was funny, but it's out of control. That At the same time, touch, I, I mean, know. dude, some of the... Some of the I know that you pull a clip out of context and it looks worse, but some of those Anthony clips are watch it get dude, live. they're unmatched, dude. Watch they're it live time. You're just like, what is going through your brain? Agree that it was not cool, but the but the be warm, dude. The, when he did the Beyblade spin and just kicked the ball out of bounds, I was like, I see, and then he looked at the ref can't. and he went. Yeah, he's like screaming at the ref about. I'm like, oh my this guy. That was a different game because he was blonde in that, but that shit's hilarious. He also like yeah. didn't he slide tackle someone on the touchline? Then there's the thing with Doku. Like he just up. he just came in the game and just like kicked. Tried yeah, to he kick got into Doku. a fight. That, was, like, that yeah. was hilarious. And he's like slapping Doku's. Yeah, have some class, man. Dude, <laughs> that that be warmer's uh, Instagram. Oh my god, I don't. Like, they knew what, what they were doing. Yeah, <laughs> they knew what they were doing. It was wind up. Yeah. Guys, it's a pleasure as always. I pray that next week when we come to this table, well, you two will be a little bit more tan and we can talk about why that might be. But uh, when we come back next week, just no VAR shit. Just let me just Please. let me just complain about my team's back no, four like I normally do. No VAR shit. No Klopp complaining. And another guy to win. How about that? Is there a third you had, or did you just want to get the second that one? That was huh? the most shameless and ending I'm, I've ever I'm, heard. I'm, I'm Andrew the, pretended to have a third option. He was like, oh, I couldn't remember what the third oh one was. So. No, no, that was third. I'm, I'm the blind, raging Liverpool fan over here, and he's the innocent little Manchester United fan because they do everything right, and it's the glorious club of Thank old. Thank you for joining and, us. 
Old Trafford is broken dreams. Thanks for